Today's video is of Michael Ellis giving a lecture to one of his protection dog classes at his school in California. This lecture deals with a talk on presentation, targeting, and biting surfaces. So the tug DVD, the difference is it's not a catch. We're doing a lot of the same footwork stuff, but what we're doing is we're presenting the toy in different places with different presentations to reinforce certain behaviors for us in obedience, right? So when we're playing with the tug, there's a place that I want to reward the dog with the tug straight in front of me, like that. Maybe I'm working on fronts or something where I want the dog to orient directly to the front of my body and not think that it's going to go one side or the other, so they focus on the center line. So anytime I would want to present the tug on the center line of my body for any frontal behaviors, then I could reward the dog straight up and into me, stepping back. Um, as opposed to for catching a dog, then that, ca that catch is not commonly done. Most of the time, you're going to let the dog take you one way or the other. Even though the dog is coming straight into me, I'm not moving the toy or the sleeve to the side to let the dog catch it. It's coming straight in, but I'm shifting my weight and letting the dog turn me one way or another. So in the tug presentations, most of the, or the various orientations uh, of the tug and when we're playing with our dogs is geared towards teaching good targeting behavior and then being able to produce the tug in a variety of different places, depending on what behavior we're trying to reinforce. So again, if we're healing above the dog's head on our left side, uh, so to reinforce healing, if there are fronts on the center line of my body, you know, and a variety of different things like that. Um, making different presentations and protection work is also, uh, during the teaching phases, is also in a way to make our dog more flexible. In there. So what happens a lot is if we make a presentation in the same place all the time, then the dog's going to go to that place regardless of whether or not we put the, the wedge there. So what we're doing here, the way we're doing this straight, we're holding this directly in front of our body, the dog's hitting it, and we're stepping out from behind it. So if I do nothing but that with my dog during bite work, if I do this, he's going to bite me right in the chest. He's going to smash right into me. So if I've done nothing but this with my dog, bam, 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 straight in catches, which is what we're doing here. Um, if that's his whole education, then I go like this, and he comes here. He doesn't go where the thing is. So you can, we do it all the time in, in obedience, right? Where we make a toy presentation a certain way. So what we used to do with our dogs was during healing, I'd say yes, and I'd pop a toy up in front of my face across my body, and the dog would launch from here and grab it, right? Then I did all my healing presentations were kind of that position. I'd be like, or like this, or whatever, and the dog would grab the toy. To the point where, when the dogs were older, if I released them and produced the toy here, they went straight there. They would just shoot straight at the spot where they expected the toy to be, right? Whether I put it there or not. They'd go, boom, and launch at that spot. We see it all the time in protection work, where somebody made exactly the same presentation all the time. So we're going to separate here the mechanics of you just relaxing and going with and catching a dog from the teaching phase where we're deliberately going to give the dog different presentations, high presentations, low presentations, in front of my body to the side of my body, from behind my body, all these various different things to teach the dog targeting skills, to teach the dog to look where they're going and hit different targets. That is a training tool for the dog that's distinctly separate from us learning how to catch a dog as a decoy. When I'm catching a dog most of the time on a sleeve, I'm going to make the sleeve presentation in front of my body and let the dog's energy turn me. This is what we're talking about here. But there will be something we talk about in, in terms of uh, teaching technique to dogs where we deliberately make them bite the thing in different orientations. So I'll come out with my dog and I'll, make it, I'll hold the, the thing up like this 
and make him bite it up like this from behind me. I do things like it's real, uh, he's coming in and I make a really low presentation to the, out to the side. I, he's coming in and I hold it like this and make him grab it between my legs. I make some high ones to the side. I make some high straight into me and let him come up and I swing him over. I do all kinds of goofy things when I'm playing with the dogs to basically say, hey, look at your target and make your target. But that's a totally separate exercise from learning to catch a dog. Does that make sense? What is the center handle? So once the dog's on there, we frequently play tug with it. Right? So um, if I'm holding the sides, I can play tug from here, or lots of times we'll just hold this, and I'll swing the dog around and play tug. So it makes it easier for you to hold on to this if you have a dog that's pulling strongly or doing something like that. So these, the dogs, we use these a lot, these wedges. One is it's a great transition to a sleeve. Um, it's very flexible, like you're not stuck, oh, it's on my arm this way, so I can only go this direction. You, it makes it relatively easy for people to learn to turn both directions. Um, but the dogs love them as well. So we use them a lot as, as rewards. And we use them a lot in the, and we'll talk a bit about this, and we talked a bit about it in the protection theory course, where we use uh, toys, tugs, uh, things like that, to teach dogs skills for bite work exercises. So if I don't have a helper, we'll use a tug and a, an assistant to teach them certain behaviors, like our contact healing, circling the handler, back transport, side transports, a lot of the protection sport skills. And we use these a lot for those. The dogs really like them. They're relatively easy to hold on to and play tug with the dog. So even if you have a strong dog. So we use these a bunch. Um, so you can get any thickness and hardness you want from little puppy on up to the hardest possible sleeve in both suit material or jute in a progression for both your legs or your arms. And the Belgians are the experts at kind of the progressive development because they're so concerned with how the dog bites, right? So I talked a little bit about Belgian ring and how they really want the dog to bite a specific way. Uh, one of the things that they found is that if they have the right thickness of material for the dog's jaw development, it makes it much easier to teach the dog to push. So if the dog's on something that's too hard, when they're too young, they stop pushing, or if it's too squishy, they start chewing around on it. So they're, they're constantly adjusting the stiffness and thickness and heaviness of the equipment to encourage a certain biting style. So what they've done, which is great for us as, as, as uh, training protection stuff, is they have a wide variety of equipment at different weights and different textures that we can apply to a given dog. So if somebody comes out with a nine-month-old dog and I say, hey, I normally work a nine-month-old dog on that black sleeve, but he needs something softer, then they, pro they have one. Or if I say, I normally work him on this harder thing, and I say, uh, or the soft thing, and I say, ooh, he, he definitely is biting too hard for this. He needs something harder. I can adjust up or down based on what that dog's giving me. And so having a variety of those things is great. This is, uh, there are a lot of companies now that make varieties of these wedge things. Uh, in Schutzend, uh, and it's pretty much for a Schutzend dog, right? So what happens in Schutzend is the sleeves they use in a trial are relatively hard. So if you work dogs on hard stuff all the time, you run the risk, of course, of them breaking a tooth or something else. Uh, so in training, we frequently use stuff that's not as hard as they're going to use in a competition because we're doing all these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of repetitions, right? So if we make a mistake, it's better to have your dog on something softer, right? So if I miscatch it or the angle's wrong or whatever, softer is always more forgiving. Um, but periodically, we need to make sure we put the dog on something really hard to make sure that they'll bite it, right? Because lots of times what happens is if they're used to something soft all the time, and then we put them on something hard, they slide off or they don't have a good grip or they feel like, ooh, hey, what's this, right? So we have these wedges and soft and harder. We have sleeves and soft and harder. Uh, there's a progression of Schutzen-type trial sleeves, too. From the, they make sleeves that look just like this that are really squishy. 
and they go to an intermediate, then to a hard, then to a rock hard or whatever, and they have a variety of different uh, types. Maintenance-wise, this is considered an adult dog hard sleeve, but it's not even remotely the hardest of the sleeves that are out there. And I do most of my maintenance training on a sleeve like this. So it's a little bit forgiving. It's got some give to it. It's not a total brick. But it's hard enough so the dog has to, has to bite something with, that's got some substance and it's kind of hard to bite. So as a training thing, we'll, we will, the, again, the more flexibility we have with a variety of objects, the better. Huh? Our Learberg website has close to 300 free streaming videos. If you're new to our newsletter, you may want to visit the library of these videos. We also have a large selection of dog training DVDs.